This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars. Must be eighteen year older, nineteen year older in Alabama and Nebraska, twenty one or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call one eight hundred Next Step. In New York, call one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Pulse Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 30th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about Michael King. Four innings, zero runs, three hits, zero walks in, five strikeouts, 61 pitches, and it does look like the Yankees are going to try to stretch him out into being a starting pitcher. He has a good force, uh, sorry, a sinker that gets a lot of strikes, m- more so than many of the best relievers in baseball. Um, he steals called strikes with that sinker. And he has a slider. It's really a sweeper, lots of horizontal movement. And those are two good pitches with a decent four-seamer and changeup. It feels very Toby-esque. And there is a chance this does work out, but how long is it going to take for him to get fully stretched out? Just 61 pitches in this one. I don't know if the Yankees are really going to lean heavily into it. Also, it's the Astros next. So we wait for that one, and then we see how it goes after. If, if it's decent enough and it gets a 70 there, then it is the Brewers and the Red Sox after. I think that might be okay for your fantasy teams, even in 12-teamers. Cole Reagan's pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, yeah, once again, he dominated. Seven innings, zero runs, and nine strikeouts. Now, I watched this one in a bar, believe it or not, um, as I'm here out in LA, and I wasn't able to be at home. Uh, he just avoids the heart of the plate with five pitches. It's really, really wild to me. He did have lower velocity by the end. That is, we didn't see 99-100 in this one. We saw 98. Um, and by the end, he was 94-95, 95.7 on his last pitch. His last two were around like 97. But it did scare me a little bit as he should have been pulled with the last base runner getting on six and two-thirds. But... He pulled it together. So glad to see it. And you can't spell Reagans without A-G-A. Justin Steele against the Brewers. Got the win. Six innings, zero round. Six sets, one walk, and eight strikeouts. You love to see it. We're going to keep, obviously, starting Steele. I'm a little worried. Weird. Weird. <laughs> weirded out or worried, whichever one I want to say, about the overall command not really being along the edges like it used to be. But... Uh, yeah, Justin Steele is good, and you just keep going with it. Four seamers were up. It was really just sliders all over the zone, which is fine with me. Jose Quintana got the gold star because he went against the Rangers and went six shutout frames. That's awesome. He was east and west as opposed to north-south, but now he gets the Nationals and Diamondbacks, and we're so very in on that. Andrew Heaney against the Mets, 5.1 innings, zero and runs, five hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. He's a cherry bomb, and he can't be a cherry bomb without some of the cherry. So, it's a coin flip moving forward. 
Uh, you have Colbin, Colin Selby opening for Luis Ortiz, who went five innings, one run, three hits, two walks, and five strikeouts and 81 pitches. This is the best we've seen of Luis Ortiz. 41% CSW on that changeup. And meanwhile, the four-seamer, yeah, 33% strike rate. <laughs> that is terrible. This isn't enough for me to trust uh, against the Brewers, unfortunately, because I don't think that changeup's going to be around for Luis Ortiz, and the fastballs are weird and... Yeah, I, I just can't do this. Uh, Gavin Williams left his game early with knee soreness. I hope he's okay. Hunter Gaddis came in for 71 pitches in three innings, which is horribly inefficient. But it was a very good Blake Snell blueprint. So maybe there's something there? I don't think so. I'm going to ignore that um, and hope Gavin Williams is back soon. Alex Cobb was one out away from a no-hitter. Oh, man. He chucked 83 splitters across 131 pitches. Oh my. Yeah, you're at 18 whiffs, but like 18 over 131 isn't nearly as impressive. <laughs> but obviously Alex Cobb's splitter is back. That's a good thing. That is the thing after all. But this is too straight that he's at a splitter. Great. Okay, so we feel better. However, it is the Padres next and 131 pitches. Generally means there's a hangover of some kind. I do wonder if the Giants will give him some extra rest. So... Not that great rostering Cobb after this, but if you went for it after having the splitter last time, awesome. Good to hear that. I'm glad it worked out, and uh, I'm having, I would have more faith in Cobb if it were for 131 pitches. <laughs> Corbin Burns was opposite steal for seven innings, one and run, eight hits, two walks, and seven Ks. Hey, this is what happens when the curveball is actually there, right? You can't just be only the cutter that works for Burns, he needs a supporting cast. And I kind of feel that the curveball isn't one to trust. So he's going to be a little bit in and out still, even with this good outing. Dean Kramer had a fantastic cutter and things were good against the White Sox. And uh, yeah, we go back in one more time against the Angels, if not really through that end of the year. He's kind of been a Spider-Man. I mean, it's like a 4-3 ERA for the entire season, but that's really, you know, starting like in June, much better than that. So good stuff from Dean Kramer. Charlie Morton got 21 whiffs in course for Gallows Pole. Unreal. Uh, he's He's been really frustrated with a 139 win for the year, but he helped it out here. And yeah, I guess we just keep going with Charlie Morton. Uh, we have Jesse Schultons uh, at Baltimore at 5.1 innings of 100 run six at zero walks and one strikeout. And now he gets the Royals and Tigers, and maybe that isn't the worst thing ever. Uh, I'm not going to be chasing it in 12 teamers. I mean, one strike, how am I supposed to butter my bread with this, right? So not going to do that. Clean Kershaw went just five innings, and that might be the MO for the Dodgers with Kershaw down the stretch as he went just 79 pitches. And keep that in mind. I mean, you're going to keep starting Kershaw, but don't really be expecting those six, seven innings. And if you're in a quality start league and you have Kershaw, it might actually be worthwhile to drop him at some point. I'm just, just going to throw that out there. Probably not. He can still probably go six innings when it's 80 pitches, but I think the Dodgers are going to limit him more than usual. Uh, Mackenzie Gore against the Jays, uh, five innings, one run, six hits, two walks, two is. And by the way, obviously don't drop Kershaw safer like the shallowest of leagues for quality starts. Like, okay. <laughs> Mackenzie Gore, uh, Blake Snell blueprint was there, but the pitches themselves, I don't really think they were that great. Um, just seven whiffs, 21% CSW. Or I feel like Mackenzie Gore needs to be outside of D.C. for us to really like Mackenzie Gore again. Kim Waldachuk against the Mariners is a young gun. He's not going to have the command. He's just chucking the ball. He's not He's not a pitcher. And, uh, yeah, five walks in four innings. No, thank you. 
Tarek Skubel, um, JP France, Brian Bayo, and many others we have to talk about from uh, Tuesday's games, and we'll talk about all of those after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Tarek Skubal went six innings, two hundred runs, four hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts for a 39% CSW and a King Cole. And you love to see the changeup was great. Four seamer was only down. It's kind of interesting, but 48% CSW. But I want to see that get back upstairs. But yeah, we love Skubal now. Seth Lugo's been kind of a Spider-Man too. And uh, yeah, he's the second one um, with Toby McGuire um, against the Cardinals. Good stuff there. We're just going to keep rolling with Lugo. Uh, JP France got his redemption against the Red Sox for a win. 5.2 innings of turned runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, 3 Ks, and that's why we do not rage quit. Um, it was four-seamer and curb, which is interesting because it's normally kitchen sink stuff, but it worked out, and we're all cool there. Um, he does get the Rangers next, so we're not doing that, but the athletics after for JP France is wonderful. Aaron Savali against the Miami, Miami Marlins. 5 innings of two and run ball with a win. Yep, there is another good Toby for you, so good stuff. Brian Bayo against the Astros. Yeah, he was one out away from being productive here. 4.2 innings of two and runs, four hits, two walks, two Ks. The new slider is still there. It's a lot. It's pretty much a sweeper. But yeah, I mean, it's Houston. You just keep going on. It's single changer still there. Okay. Zach Thompson faced the Padres, which is unfortunate because that's just a terrible matchup for you. And then he gets Atlanta, and then Cincinnati, and then the Phillies. And it's just, I'm going to keep up speaking because Zach Thompson just isn't worth your time right now. It is an interesting place on Blueprint, though. High heaters, low cutters, and then the curve just kind of being free real estate. There, there is something to that. I wonder if Zach Thompson does break camp with the Cardinals in the rotation in 2024. That might be kind of interesting. Pablo Lopez. Very, very, very poor quality start. That is six innings, three runs, eight hits, three walks, five Ks. Some of the changeups and the sliders uh, were not that good. I'm um, sorry, the changeups down got swatted a bit, and uh, some of the four seamers upstairs, and that's just kind of how it is. We're not changing the course here with uh, Pablo Lopez. Mike Lorenzen, I kind of feel like the wheels are coming off. I keep saying that exact phrase from, but it was six innings, three runs, eight hits, two walks, five Ks. He also had an extra unearned run. It's a very, very poor quality start. And now he gets the Padres, and I just don't want to do that. I feel like Lorenzen just never really has been that good. So I'm just not in. Uh, Brandon Williamson against the Giants got a poor quality start. Six innings, three hundred runs, but six hits, zero walks, and five Ks. Like, we'll take this. You know, that this qualifies for a streaming victory. I mean, it's just one earned run off with a one whip and five Ks. I'll take it. Uh, it's a loss because it was opposite Cobb. But the change of flowed for just 46% strikes, and that's really the difference maker here. Um, keep rolling with Williamson. Uh, yeah, Peter Lambert against Atlanta. Well, honestly, could have been worse. Five innings, three hundred runs, nine heads, but yeah, in cores. But yeah, no thanks. Luke Weaver stepped in because George Kirby was scratched due to an illness. Hopefully, he's back within a week. 
Um, and Weaver, the announced strike out single guy in 3.2 innings. So, okay. Uh, Jose Barrios, kind of strange. This is six innings of five runs once again. Two straight starts of this, and it's really been three clunkers in the last four. He came in and argued it's four the last five for the three and run 5.2 inning effort five starts ago. But it's Oakland and Kansas City next. So we just kind of shrug it off and be like, Barrios, figure it out. Okay, great, thanks. Uh, Merrill Kelly did poorly against the Dodgers, but it was the Dodgers, so we move on. Uh, still really did decently well here. Um, just, yeah, the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson had a decent changeup, but that was really it. It needs more of a sporting cast, and the Phillies took advantage, so that wasn't that. And if you're desperate, it could work against Baltimore, but really not something I want to chase. And then there's Sandy Alcantara against the Rays, 5.2 innings, 400 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 4 Ks. Awfully frustrating, the changeup and, and slider hung around too much. Um, and it was just not good. He couldn't really execute that extra pitch to make it work. Thing is, he now gets the Dodgers, and then he goes to Philadelphia, and then he has to face the face Atlanta. No! <laughs> Sandy hasn't really come through against good offenses. And that's just a matter of fact. So I really don't have faith that this is going to work out here. No boy, this is September. Do what you need to do. You know, I mean... <sighs> It's a very, very tough call here. Um, I don't think those are going to go well. So we'll see what happens there. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Today we have a decent amount of updates. Uh, so we have Garrett Cole, Zach Eflin, Brandon Woodruff, Logan Webb, Jesus Lazardo, Sonny Gray, Bryce Miller, Tanner Bybee, Chris Bassett. Very clear auto starts. Probably start here. I'm excited to see Hunter Green. I'm still keeping the faith in San Francisco. We're going with that one. Framber Valdez against the Red Sox. Kyle Hendricks against the Brewers. And my stream pick of the day, Christopher Sanchez against the Angels. Pretty obvious, I think, too. I know Framber Valdez has not been consistently good, but it was seven no-hit innings, even though it was really aligned with the sinker. I think the cutter has to come back against the Red Sox. Questionable start here. We now have Ryan Papillo. Uh, Pepio, I should say, against the Diamondbacks. Lanson's going tomorrow. Dylan Cease uh, at Baltimore. I don't know what we're going to see from his repertoire. Cal Gibson is a cherry bomb. Reed Detmers is a cherry bomb. Dean Dunning against the Mets. He didn't have a slider cutter last time, but maybe he does come back here. Brandon Fought. It's actually been kind of good. He's a Marcus Will, except it's the Dodgers, so I don't really want to do that. Um, Cutter Crawford against the Astros. Maybe it works out. And Andre Jackson's getting the call, not Mitch Keller against the Royals now, so uh, Jackson just won six innings. Maybe this does work against the Royals. I don't like it, but yeah. Um, in the Do Not Start team, we have Inhel uh, Zerpa against uh, the Pirates. He did kind of look good last time. Maybe he goes long enough to make this work. Uh, Patrick Corbin against the Jays. I don't like this whatsoever, of course. Joey Wentz is looking like he's getting the starting set Matt Manning. Matt, uh, Joey Wentz has had some magical moments, and I don't know how long he's going to go. Uh, as he goes against the Yankees, you have Zach Neal against the Mariners. He did steal a win last time. Who knows? Miles Michaels, you just never want to do. Same with Kyle Freeland. Uh, Frischel at the very bottom, but before then, you have two extra guys who are coming up and making surprise starts here. Um, Darius Vines for Atlanta against the Rockies in Colorado. Like, what? He throws 90 miles per hour, and his best pitch is a changeup. Yeah, not for me at all. An MLB debut, no. And then you have Denny uh, Reyes for the Mets as they're pushing back Singa to Friday against Texas. So obviously not either of these. And then on Thursday, get this, we only have four games in eight pitchers. So Spencer Strider getting pushed back. I'm going to see him the second time. I saw the game in San Francisco on Friday last week, and now I'm in LA. And guess what? I'm seeing Spencer Strider tomorrow. 
Insane. Uh, as he gets the Dodgers, they're still just obviously going to start him there. Probable start tier is our stream pick of the day, and Clark Schmidt against the Tigers. Lovely start there. Um, Braxton Garrett against the Nationals is fine, but like I, I worry about the sinker command and the slider, and really it's just not not the Braxton Garrett we saw that with lovely stretch in June. Uh, Lance Lynn is going against Strider, which I'll be at. Uh, Lance Lynn against Atlanta. Oh boy, that is a shifty, shifty start. And Matt Manning, I don't know if his back is okay and if they're going to push him at all against the Yankees. He did do well last time. I just don't think his stuff is that good, but the Yankees aren't very good. Ugh. I just don't like any of it. Do not start here. You want a Don against the Marlins? I don't think a Don has good enough stuff. If you want to go with a Don, by all means, but I really don't. Pedro Avila is going against the Giants. Are they going to push him at all? Like, is he good? I, I don't want to do the same with Shamanaya against the Padres. The Padres are good against lefties. He's going to have an opener. And Shamanaya is probably not even going to go many innings. The whole thing is just do not do that. All right, that is it for today. Uh, I hope you like these different schedules. I'm sorry I sound a little softer just because I don't want to be too loud as it's super late as I'm recording this right now. Uh, so I hope it's all right. You get the NPR podcasts. Um, super early in the morning these days, but, uh, but that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. May your papas be low and your strikeouts high.